0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Is That a Foul? Uh, sports podcast for people who don't know anything about sports and want to know everything about sports. I'm Connor Clifton, and as always, I am joined by my lovely co-host, Cody Dale Edgar. Hey, Cody, how's it going? Connor, how's it going? My man. <laughs> <laughs> I got to ask, uh, this is the second time we've done this. Do you want to be introduced as Cody Dale Edgar or Cody Edgar? I
1: like Cody Dale Edgar. I, can, we get, can we do Dr. Cody Dale Edgar? As I'm, I'm trying to, like, you know, medicate you with uh, some sports.
0: <laughs> yeah, hang on, hang on. And fresh off of his malpractice suit, hey, here's Dr. Cody Dale Edgar. I'll screw it up. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? I- I'm doing all right. I'm excited to do uh, another episode of this show. I had so much fun. <laughs> Uh-oh.
1: Whoa. Hot sports coming in.
0: Uh, Connor, if you
1: don't know, we have uh, new jerseys for the Houston Rockets. We're recording this on the NBA draft day.
0: Yeah, we are recording this on the day of the draft. We just watched the uh, uniforms of the Rockets get revealed. Yeah, uh, what you just
1: heard was uh, one of my friends messaging me about how he thinks they're clean. He's, he's my friend, too. Jared.
0: Yeah. Jared Banks. Yeah, I got an announcement about his uh, uh, forthcoming nuptials. Yes. So don't worry. I, I'm right there with you. We'll fun probably stuff. road trip
1: together. That would be fun. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it would um i uh i like the new uniforms they look good the nfl uh nba draft is also tonight mm-hmm. uh but we're not talking about either of those things tonight but no, before i uh, we get to it connor i need to ask you a question that i'm gonna start asking you every single podcast did you do your homework?
0: I did do my homework. If you guys uh,
1: don't know, I set up Connor. Uh, this whole podcast is trying to get Connor to be an ESPN talking head. That's there, his I ultimate have, dream. I have two
0: goals. Uh, I want to be an ESPN talking head, and I want to be able to understand all of the articles on Five Thirty Eight. Okay. <laughs> I know the politics get... <laughs> ones. It's the sports one.
1: I'm like, huh? Okay. So I get I, – I, you know – Unrelated to our topics each week, I'm going to give you some homework that you can come back Mm -hmm. to. And I gave you a big one this time. And I might need to start shooting smaller because you got crazy into this one. (laughs) You, You asked me to
0: write two paragraphs. And I ended up writing two pages. Yeah, about the 2016 NBA Finals.
1: Yeah, one of the best finals of all time.
0: Uh, I printed out two copies in case you wanted to follow along, or if you just wanted to um, just
1: love this. listen
0: to me read it. It's I love up to this.
1: You. Uh, I just want to listen to you. I just want to hear what your thoughts. I might interject if you don't mind.
0: Yeah. No. No. That's fine. Okay. Um, okay. okay.
1: It's June of
0: 2016. Jesus Christ. Uh, America is on the edge of the seats as two longtime rivals are approaching the endgame of a feud that began in 2015. Yes. No, I'm not talking about Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Jesus Christ. I'm talking about none other than the Golden State Warriors and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. After suffering a defeat at the hands of the Warriors in the 2015 NBA Finals, LeBron James has led the Cavaliers to the finals again for a shot at redemption against San Francisco's beloved franchise. It's an uphill battle. The Warriors take the first game in the series, and then another after Cavaliers center and point forward Kevin Love suffers a head injury in Game 2. The Cavs manage to win Game 3, putting them at 1-2 against the Warriors. But the momentum doesn't gain traction after the Warriors win Game 4, putting the Cavaliers in a 3-1 deficit that is sure to cement the Warriors' second victory in a row over the Cavaliers. After all, no team in NBA history has ever been able to return from a 3-1 to deficit in the NBA Finals.
1: That's right, and there's no way it happened this time, and it's over.
0: Well, I got more pages. What? But then, the Warriors suffer two surprising turn of events for gameplay conduct that some would consider a bit too, shall we say, Cavalier for the court. Jesus
1: Christ. Hell yeah. Hell yeah.
0: <laughs> I am like, this is gold. <laughs> yeah. The Warriors' Draymond Green is re- suspended from game five after getting fouled out, and the Cavs managed to stay in the final. Well, he fouled out. <laughs> Fuck.
1: <laughs> it's okay. It's terminology. Keep going. We and the
0: Cavs mean. managed to stay in the final thanks to a victory of 112 to 97. Yeah. Then in game six, Steph Curry is ejected from the game after throwing his mouthpiece into the stands <laughs> after hilarious. becoming frustrated with being fouled out of the game, paving the way for another Cavalier victory of 115 to 101. The rivals are now 3-3 three and three in the series, and it's anyone's game. Will history repeat itself, giving the Warriors another title? Or will the Cavaliers defy expectations and manage a comeback the likes of which the NBA has never seen? Game 7 was incredibly close. There were 20 lead changes, with neither team holding the lead for very long. At halftime, the Warriors were ahead 49-42. At the end of the fourth quarter, LeBron James pulls off an impressive defensive move against the Warriors' Andre Iguodala. What? Iguodala. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah, Thanks for cutting me off. Uh, Iguodala. um, Hang on, i got to take this back. In the end of the fourth quarter, LeBron James pulls off an impressive defensive mood against the Warriors' Andre Iguodala that I don't quite understand that will forever be known (laughs) as the block. Leaving the score tied at 89 with a minute and 50 seconds left in the game. The Cavaliers' Kyrie Irving, right? Kyrie. Kyrie Irving then hit a three-pointer with 53 seconds left in the game, giving the Cavs a 92-89 lead. Immediately afterward, the Warriors brought the ball up court with Steph Curry hoping to narrow the gap. But who should come to save the day? None other than Kevin Love. That's right. Making what is considered the biggest defensive stop of the entire 2015-2016 NBA season. Blocking the ball and keeping the Cavs in the lead. Two exclamation points. This forced Steph Curry to attempt a three-pointer, which he missed. LeBron James then attempted a dunk, but he was fouled and injured his wrist. He sunk one of the two free free throws he was given, putting the score at 93-89. With the Cavs ahead, with 10.6 seconds left in the game. The room was electric. Could the Cavs actually come back from a 3-1 deficit? It had never been done before. But if anyone could do it, LeBron was a great candidate. Then again, if anyone could stop LeBron, it was Steph Curry. Again, this was anyone's game. The Cavs fouled Draymond Green with 6.5 seconds, with Steph Curry receiving the ensuing inbound passes. Again, I don't know what this means. Curry <laughs> Curry went to shoot, pump fake, and managed to th- shoot a three-pointer over Cavaliers guard Ayman, I- Iman? Iman Shumpert. Iman Shumpert. <laughs> jumper <laughs> was what I didn't know how to pronounce. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but he missed. The ball rebounded, and Maurice Spites of the Warriors caught it and shot for a three-pointer just as the time expired, and he missed. It was over. The Cavs had done it. LeBron had done it. He promised his hometown of Cleveland a championship win, and he delivered, making history in the process that the only team to overcome a 3-1 deficit in the finals and ending a 52-year drought of any pro sport championship win for Cleveland, Ohio. Good job, Connor! Thank you. You did your homework. I did. Um, and I'm the teacher's pet. <laughs> yeah. Incredible, right? Yeah. Just you know when I was reading, I was like, "Wow, this is intense. <laughs> who's gonna win?" Yeah. I, I
1: knew, but it
0: was that was a
1: very intense. It was uh, nutty. There's this great photo of. Uh, uh, it's like a gif almost of a camera crew with a shot of LeBron in a hallway and it just has the subline no NBA team has ever come back from 3-1 to one, and it was right after they had lost and he's just smiling and it's, it's pretty sick man, oh, man. Uh, there's so many iconic things the block you mentioned uh, is iconic basically LeBron James it's a, what's called a chase down block LeBron James came out of nowhere to block Andre Iguodala who you know that's a that was a really big bucket that could have really cemented their lead uh, Kyrie with the dagger uh, over for Steph uh, was nutty. Just a step back. If you watch Steph's hand is right there, man. It's like right in his face. And he gets it right over him. And then like you alluded to, Kevin uh, Kevin Love, you know, they it was a mismatch. Uh, Kevin Love up on Steph. That's what's that's called a mismatch, which means, you know, it's the wrong position guarding the wrong position. So it's yeah. this big power forward guarding a point guard and Steph Curry. And he should have and there was a tweet recently where Steph Curry said he wish he would have just gone around him and got to the basket because he could have, you know, owned him. And Kevin Love's like, like, uh-huh. <laughs> I said to my ring, but <laughs> um and you know this was just the start the, the the cavaliers and the um warriors went to four straight finals against each other
0: yeah center. i saw that and i was like that must have gotten boring after a while yeah it
1: did <laughs> well also this had so many ramifications including about a man we're going to talk about today because right after this uh notoriously, Draymond Green was in the parking lot of Oracle Arena in Oakland, and he was crying his eyes out uh, because they had lost, and he called Kevin Durant. It's like, please come to my team, and then uh, Kevin Durant comes in, and he joins, and the Hamptons Five are created, as they're called, and they uh, go on to win two championships in a row after that, both versus LeBron and a suddenly more depleted Cavs as Kyrie Irving left the next year after wanting to be Batman and Sycope and Robin. Wow. And, uh, where, is he, where is he now? Well, he went to the Boston Celtics, and he got injured, but his young bucks on the team took them all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals against LeBron, who beat him. Um, and mm-hmm. then he came back this year healthy and ready to go, and his leadership was uh, in question all year mm-hmm. because he just kind of yelled at his teammates, and they did really badly, and then now he is entering into something that we're going to talk about today. Connor, our topic for today is free agency. What is that? We are hoping to release this right as free agency starts. Yes. Connor, I want you to tell me right now what you know about free agency in the NBA.
0: Uh, within the NBA, I assume it's the same as all sports, at R- least my knowledge of it. Yes. Which is that you are you don't really belong to any team. You kind of, you, you can, you're like, hey, who wants me? Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm up for grabs. Yeah. And I think that's that's kind of like a... My first impression is that's a risky move. That'd be like if I if I broke up with someone and I just posted, free agent, yeah,
1: what coming going out, on?
0: <laughs> and then like just watching is no one comments.
1: Yeah. If only it was that easy. Um, <laughs> we're really going to get into it here, and a lot of this I knew, but I had to get my specifics down, so I did some research as well, and I kind of prepared to you um, – as we call it, Cody's Sportspiel. <laughs> and, uh, I'm ready to...
0: All right. I think that's the that's the segment. That's the segment. Cody's spiel. Thank you.
1: I'm ready to get into it. Uh, Connor, I need you to pay some close attention because we're going to get into some numbers. Oh, we're going to get into some uh, labels and things like that. Okay? Here we okay. go. Free agency is the lifeblood of the sporting world. Players need to get to teams, and this is the easiest and most freeing way to do so. Players want to get to a team. The team wants to take them. They negotiate terms, and then the player joins the team. Sounds simple, right? Well, just like a Southern man remarking on the volume of a raccoon in his garbage can, not quite! (laughs) That's what I liked. (laughs) To understand NBA free agency, we must understand the salary cap. Write that down. Salary cap. This is the amount of money teams are able to pay pay a player annually. So... Uh, this is the amount of uh, money that a team in total can spend on NBA players' contracts, okay? Now, there's two types of salary caps. There's a hard cap, which is the highest amount a team, can, uh, uh, a team can play its players without exception. You cannot go over it, or it just cannot happen. Or there's a soft cap, which is the same thing except with exceptions. The NBA has a soft cap, Okay. This means they have exceptions that you can go over the rule. Okay? So every year they put out, hey, this year it is $90 million. You can spend $90 million on um, players. But you can go over that if you have certain exceptions. The number one thing is called the Larry Bird rule. Okay? (laughs) Named after the boy Larry. uh, Which allows teams to go over the soft cap if they're resigning a player that's already on their team. Okay? Okay? So if you're, like, re-signing someone? If you're re-signing somebody, you can go over the cap. Now, this often means that they are able to pay their players more money than you would get anywhere else, um, which the main reason why this happens is that um, you – because they can pay as much as they need to because they can just go and pass the salary cap. The main reason they did this was to encourage players to stay with their current teams. Okay, um, this is better for business. It's better for marketing. It's better for fan bases, so that they don't, you know, leave as soon as LeBron does or whatever.
0: Why did they name it after the king of fundamentals himself, Larry Bird?
1: <laughs> Larry Bird. Uh, don't talk about ah. t- Don't talk about Tim Duncan like that. Uh, Larry- <laughs> is he the new king of fundamentals? He's called the Big Fundamental. Okay. Tim Duncan's nickname. Larry Bird is a fundamental player. Yes. All right, um, I only I I know why. Go, <laughs> go ahead and explain it.
0: Um, I just know uh, from certain media, Kroll show uh, yeah. <laughs> that talks about Larry Bird, and also from Doughboys, they talk about Larry Bird, and there they uh, Wiegars always like, oh, he's great on fundamentals. So I'm like <laughs> yeah. that's like his whole thing.
1: Larry Bird got a huge contract with the Celtics one year for five years, and then right after that, they released a salary cap that would have put them crazy over the cap if they had kept him there. Now instead of making the Celtics completely disband in the rest of their roster in order to keep Larry Bird, they went, "Okay, maybe we should figure something out here."
0: I like that they uh, are open to changing the rules to like yeah. adapt to
1: Well, what's cool about it soft... is also like it's
0: a, it's a matter of like, "Hey, wages go up." Yeah. In any industry, well,
1: yeah. <laughs> they should. Well, The NBA most recently, like they were in 2015 or 2016, I could be wrong on these numbers, it was one of these years, they were at like 70 million and they jumped to 94. Uh, million which is crazy and that's because the broadcasting rights uh, renewed oh. and they got way more money because um, all, desi- all that salary cap is based off of is how much money the NBA has at any given time and that's determined by ticket sales stadium stuff um, licensing uh, with video games or whatnot, and um, okay. most importantly broadcast deals with TNT, ESPN, ABC gotcha. stuff like that so that's a big thing now if you do go over that soft cap OK, uh, you have to pay taxes um, and these are called luxury taxes. OK. And for every, you know, depending on what bracket you're in, how much you spent over the luxury cap, you will be taxed like one fifty to the dollar, you know, you know, one seventy five to the dollar or something like that. Um, now, you might be like, oh, well, you just want to stay under the luxury tax then. No, there's only seven teams last year, I believe, that didn't go into luxury taxes. Oh, so, um, so pretty standard. The owners pay it. And the, o- the good owners know, hey, I need to go into the luxury tax. Okay. Uh, if it's going on. So you can re-sign Larry Bird, but you have to pay taxes. Okay. it's kind of how it goes. Cool? Keep it up so far? Yeah. Yeah, not too bad. So, you're a player. You've just gotten off of your last contract with your current team. Congrats! You're a free agent. <laughs> but what type are you? Now, there are restricted and unrestricted free agents. If you're unrestricted, sign with whatever team you want. If you're restricted... Uh oh, your current team can match any contract given to you by any other team, and they can keep you. Wait,
0: they can match. So if somebody offered you a contract, my current team. Let's say I let's play say for... somebody.
1: Let's say you pay for the Suns, okay. the Phoenix Suns. The Timberwolves from Minnesota come along, and you're a free agent. They go, "Hey, we want to give you 22 mil for two years." You go, great, I take it. Sons go, eh, 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 we match it. <laughs> you're a son again. And you you have to do it? Yeah. Okay. Then you go, oh, crit. And that's a restricted one? That's a restricted free agent, baby. Okay. Okay. Or there's a chance you're on an optioned contract. Now. Is that
0: for unrestricted?
1: Uh, That's for either.
0: Okay. Um, okay.
1: Uh, well, the, here, it, it's kind of unrelated. All right. Here, here's all right. what it is
0: option contract?
1: Yes. If it's a player option contract, You can opt in and stay with the team for another year at your same pay rate, okay? You can just be like, oh, I have my player option year coming up. I take it. I'll be here for another year. I'll enter free agency next year, and we can redo a contract or I'll go somewhere else. If it's a team option, uh (laughs) uh-oh, once again, they can pick it up and make you stay at your current contract for another year. Okay. So when you sign your deal, they'll go, hey, Connor, we want to give you three years uh, for $50 million, and there'll be a player option year for the fourth And so if you like it, you can stay. If you don't, you can leave. Or they'll go, hey, Connor, uh, we're going to give you three years uh, for, you know, $45 million, and that last year is going to be a team option. And if we like you, we'll keep you for another year.
0: Okay. I'm just going to put player picks last year. Yes. Team picks last year.
1: Exactly. Now, if you're somebody like LeBron James, you're never going to sign a team option. There's no reason to. Um, Why would you put your stuff in, uh, you know, uh, a – team's hands now if you're not the number one player in the world you might be like "Ooh, that'd be cool just to have that extra year of maybe security you know what i mean so that's why you might sign a team option
0: okay so he's so good that he there's no reason for him to sign when he went back
1: to cleveland he signed one year deals with player options the entire time when he went back just in case anything went wrong at any time he could be like peace y'all didn't stick to my shit i'm out lebron's also known as a gm he pretty much is a GM in the league.
0: general manager?
1: Yeah. When he gets to a town, so we can get into this on our LeBron episode that we're going to do. But Hell yeah. LeBron, when he makes moves, it shifts the entire NBA. And when he gets to your team, he gets shit that he wants done for the most part. So oh. when he went to the Heat or when he went back to the Cavs especially, he was like, I want this coach. I want these players. You're going to go get them. You're going to bring them around me. And that will make me come to your team. People go, yeah, LeBron, show sure, LeBron. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's how he does it. <laughs> People aren't ne- necessarily the biggest fan of that, but it got him three championships so far. We
0: we we can wait until we uh, do the LeBron episode if we have to, but how soon into his career was he able to pull that off?
1: Um, oh, it, I mean, it wasn't until – well, I, he had – we're going to get into that later in this episode too, but once, okay. the, once the decision was made – it, it that's what kind of showed how much pull he really had. Because he was a Cavalier for seven years. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? He was there forever. And then suddenly he was. people didn't think he would leave because he was a hometown boy. You know? And then he did. And suddenly his sway mattered. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He got a coach fired off the Cavs because he didn't like him. Wow. Um, he got his buddy brought in as coach, Tyron Lue, who coached the Cavs to that championship he just talked so eloquently about. And um, and there, you know, there you go. Okay, cool. Spates, by the way. Maurice Spates. You said Spites. In spite of good logic.
0: <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I worked all day on that. It was
1: good. Now, who cares? Either one. Restricted, unrestricted. Uh, player option, team option, you still stand to make a lot of money, right? Yeah. Maybe. Oh, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> max contracts vary in the league. A max contract is a contract that can give the player the most amount of money they could possibly get.
0: And it's right? a match contract?
1: Max. Max. The maximum contract. Okay. Okay? There's minimum and maximum contracts. So there's a minimum that no matter who you are in the NBA, you have to get this much amount of money. Okay? Okay. There is a maximum that no matter who you are in the NBA, you can get this much amount of money. Maximum. Gotcha. But it's all dependent on a bunch of factors. (laughs) First off, experience. A max contract is based off a percentage of the salary cap. Okay? So the max you can make is not just some random number. It's based on a percentage of the overall team's salary cap for that year. Okay? Okay. And this percentage is based off of how many years of experience you have in the league. Following so far? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to write these numbers down. So a player with a max contract that has been in the league for, uh, I think, one to six years of experience can make 25% of the salary cap.
0: Okay. So in league for one to six years?
1: Yes. Let me make sure I'm right on
0: this. And can get 25%. Yes. Right.
1: Yep, I'm right. So zero to six, <laughs> zero to six uh, years, um, your maximum contract that you can get is 25% of the salary cap. cap. Okay. Okay? Now um, 7 to 9 years, you can make 30%. Okay. 10 plus, you can make 35% of the cap.
0: And 10 plus is 35? 35% of that salary cap. Okay. So if you had a $94 million salary cap and you were in for 10 years
1: you could make a good 30 something uh million dollars any every year wow yeah <laughs> with pay raises too
0: i shouldn't have majored in political science. if <laughs> 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 i just stuck a basketball
1: yeah.
0: uh which i played all the time clearly yeah uh, man that's so much money that's a lot of money it's a lot of money how much do espn talking heads make
1: um uh, not that but high millions Hey, all right, you don't do it for the money, do you, Con Man? No, I don't. <laughs> <You> do. <laughs> I don't. I hate money. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not fair, you say in your dumb Connor voice. <laughs> <laughs> I am a two-year uh, uh-huh. veteran at the end of my contract, and I balled out. I'm way better than any seven-year guy, and I deserve to make their money. That's exactly what Derek Rose said. If you don't know who Derek Rose is, he was a 2011 MVP with the Chicago Bulls. He won the MVP in one of his first three seasons. So he is balling out and he just doesn't stand to make as much money as some uh, guys that are not as good as him. They're just older. And so he, you know, feels a type of way about it. And they invent uh, what was called, informally known as the Derek Rose rule. Um, this is, if you make, so back then, here's what it was. If you make the all-star team twice, or you make two all-NBA teams, those are the top 15 players in the NBA, you can make 30% of the cap. All-star team twice, and what was that other team? Um, All-NBA. At the end of the year, they go, here's the top five, here's the second top five, here's the third top five. And so if you're in those twice, you can make how much? 30% of the cap. You'll get bumped up one of them. Okay. Which is a lot of money. (laughs) Yeah. They later changed it to a different thing um, where now if you get a Defensive Player of the Year award or an MVP award or, again, two of the all-NBA team selections. They thought the All-Star thing wasn't fair because uh, fans vote on it. (laughs) (laughs) So fans could just vote for you and you'd get a lot more money. Okay. Okay. You can even sign a contract like this before you actually do it, um, but you won't receive the full contract if you don't meet it in the end.
0: Oh, uh, okay. So it's okay. That's like a clause in your contract. Like, hey, if you manage to get you the up. Derrick
1: Rose rule, yep. we'll give you Derrick Rose money. We'll bump you up. Okay. Besides all of this, there are waivers, stretch provisions, bird rights, amnesty clauses, super max deals, and so much more. But, Connor, this is just the tip-off. Of the iceberg.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad we both wrote very corny jokes today in our assignment. It's
1: a great one. Great one. So this is crazy because of how these max deals work and how bird rights work. Um, If you are with a team, you can stand to make so much more money just because you've been there forever and they're allowed to go crazy over their um, max rule, especially if you have the accolades for a max or a super max contract.
0: Okay. Yeah. Wow. All right. Is that is that the end of Cody's sports spiel? Th-
1: that's all I really got. That's um, all he
0: wrote. Yeah. Okay. Well, in that case, let's move into the questions I have for you. Let's do it. Um, Hang on. Got to get my papers in order here. All right. Question number one. Does free agent status affect your ability to speak your mind on social media or in interviews?
1: That's a good question. So if... You're asking if I'm a free agent.
0: Yeah, because okay. I I, I imagine we've talked a little bit before about the obligation the player has to interacting with the media. Sure. If you are a free agent or you're about to enter free agency or you're just like, hey, y'all, give me a contract. Are you able to like speak out uh, publicly against certain
1: things? So free agents are able to say whatever they want to say when they're free, right? If you... It's poo-pooed upon uh, to be like – and also it can result result in certain charges if you are like, hey, um, I am, you know, not – you know, once I get off this team, oh, man, I can't wait to go to the Kings. Like, if you're on the contract, you can't do that, right? Yeah. You're not supposed to do that. But – when you're a free agent, you can for sure be like, "Yo, I want to go play for the Lakers." I, you know, please, you know, like I can't wait. Now it's, it kind of looks desperate and not cool if you just go on like anything. But usually, what they do instead is they'll go. Patrick Beverly, you were a Clipper this last year. You're a free agent coming up. What are you thinking? And the thing that you're supposed to do as an NBA player go, man, I would love to come back for the Clippers, but it's up to whatever they'd want. You know what I mean? But I had a great time this year. You know, I love my fans. Okay. Blah, 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 blah. So you know they're the game dude. So if, if Patrick Beverly in that interview had gone, man, you know, Thunder looked really good. I'd love to go there. People would go, come on, man. You know what I mean? What, what, if,
0: what if you're – okay, so what if I'm playing for the Clippers – And I want to come home. I want to see my mom. I want to see my dad. I want to see my brothers. I get that. And I say, like, look, uh, I love the Clippers. I'd be honored to stay here another year. But, hey, Rockets, if you're listening, I want to come home.
1: That's stuff you would never say on TV.
0: Could I That's something
1: you would say to your agent who would call
0: Uh, the Rockets. Okay. You know what I mean? You would just never
1: publicly say that. You know what I mean? Um, you might do some cryptic dumb tweets. You know what I mean? Like, you might like a picture of you photoshopped into a Rocket's uniform. And that I uploaded on a burner account. Exactly. And everybody <laughs> would speculate about it. We'll talk about Kevin Durant later. <laughs> um, and uh, um, that, uh, that would be the way to do it. Now, if you are a team You can do whatever you want during free agency, but if they are attached to another team but will become a free agent later that year and you know that and you also know they're looking to leave and you say anything about it, tampering charge. You're fined, baby. Millions of dollars. Magic Johnson famously last year went on Jimmy Kimmel Live and they talked to him about Paul George, who was an Indiana Pacer, who uh, is from L.A. and wanted to come on home. Uh, sorry, he was a uh, Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, and he wanted to uh, – uh, the the narrative was Paul George is looking to come home to L.A. And Magic Johnson was like, he's a good player, man. He's really good. We would love to have him. Can't even say that.
0: Because I remember he when he quit the Lakers, one of the reasons was like, I just want to be able to say what I want on Twitter. Yes. It's that –
1: what it hugely, because he was like, "I'm friends with all these players. I love to like congratulate them." You can't even, as an NBA executive, be like, "Wow, Paul George is having a great game tonight," on Twitter. You can't even say that. Would he have been able to say that if he was just like a commentator on ESPN or something? Yes. Wow. LeBron James wanted to get Anthony Davis on his team forever, and, like, he got a meeting from Adam Silver that was like, yo, you need to watch it because he was like, I would love to have him on my team and stuff like that. You can't even say that.
0: So is this just executives? Like, if I I were working like the— Players.
1: He's a player. LeBron, man. No, 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 no,
0: no, no. I'm talking about Magic Johnson still. Um, If, like, is this only— Ah, man. ah, Sorry. Now I lost my train of thought. Okay, so if I'm just, like, working for the (laughs) Astros— You're
1: at the team shop. Uh, yeah,
0: I'm just like, hey, popcorn. He's like, popcorn, up and down.
1: popcorn. Russell Westbrook's a good player. Love yeah, like, like, on the day. Hey, we're going to charge you millions of dollars. No. You got to work for us forever. It's public statements to the media. And I think it's only from people in power. I've never seen okay, a case so like so that. Okay.
0: So it's not like, hey, Joe Schmo, you work for the actors. i right? like, oh, yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm doing a story on people who sell uh, treats here at no, the Astros. Not what, in trouble. what do you think?
1: You would not get in trouble for that. Okay. But, cool,
0: yeah, cool, cool, cool.
1: Because you make no decisions. <laughs>
0: Wow. Except, I'd go to my boss and be like, am I going to get in trouble? I said something I'm like, no. yeah, You're nothing. Who are you? <laughs> I own. Gets me a tasty What freeze. are you doing? <laughs> okay. All right. Um, can I move on to my next question? Yes. Has free agent status ever been used as leverage to a player's advantage in a way with major consequences?
1: Yes. So first off, player options can fuck you up. So a player option can make a team just go, oh, we still got him for another year. He's going to pick it up. And they can just at any point be like, nope, not going. Like, and then just, boop, you're done. Free agency is such a random weird thing. And we're going to talk about this a lot more in one of your later questions um, that you uh, kind of preposited to me because yeah. that is way more of a thing. But free agency changes the landscape. You can have all your sets, uh, sites set on one player And then as soon as he says no, you're scrambling for a bunch of guys to make up that. Because there's also a minimum amount you must spend in the salary. And if you don't, because teams were just going to not spend that in order to tank. Do you know what tanking means? No. Tanking is basically doing bad on purpose in order to get a high draft pick. So you know you're not going to compete this year. You know you don't have the players and nobody's coming to your team. So what you're going to do instead is you are going to... Lose on purpose in order to get a higher odds at a draft pick so that you can restart your franchise. Huh. Yeah. Had uh, Have any teams recently done that? All the time. Mm-hmm. The 76ers team, as it's known right now, um, was built on something that's referred to as the process, where their GM, Sam Hinke, um tanked for years, and now they're one of the top teams because they got a bunch of guys in the draft. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> oh wait,
0: you don't you don't think
1: there's a huge debate about it um, about whether or not it's a good for the sport or not because there's fans that for three years have to watch teams suffer. Oh, now the Astros were built out of tanking, If you didn't know, I did not. Yeah, Altuve, Bregman, all those uh, Correa, all those high ass draft picks came from us sucking ass on purpose. Yeah.
0: I wonder if my stepdad knows this.
1: You know, it's for years. I,
0: I, I, he's a he's not going to listen to this. He's an angry guy, and for years, I he would just get so upset. And same with some of my brothers watching the Astros. And if if I had known about tanking, is it easy for a fan to just be like, "Oh man, we're going to be tanking for three years. So I just I just need to let go." Yes.
1: People, what's like, their problem like what's my stepdad problem Cody like people make up different um uh you know different um, like hashtags about it like like um uh barely trying for Zion was this year wow and that was what the Knicks did they they tried not to win so they can get the top pick and then they didn't get it so can we can say, backfire, too? Can we
0: say who got it? We, we know who got it.
1: Can yes. We? The Pelicans. Well, we knew three weeks ago, too. The Pelicans drafted Zion Williamson. And you heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> a week after it happened. <laughs> um, so it is a, um, you know, it's, uh, it's a weird thing. Now, free agency is different. But, you know, I, I forgot how we got on the subject tanking. But free agency is different in that. So, like, the decision. LeBron James, right? Mm-hmm. 2010, he sits in front of everyone. And he does a, you know, know, like multiple hour special on ESPN where he recounts his entire (laughs) life.
0: We've talked (laughs) about this a couple of times. Yeah.
1: He recounts his entire life in front of the Boys and Girls Club uh, who are all sitting there watching. And all that goes to charity, which is great. But still, there are NBA executives watching television to know if their team will do good next year. You know what I mean? Wow. So – I mean, I'm sure all of them knew. I say that. I'm sure all of them knew by that point if LeBron was going to come to them. I'm sure it wouldn't be like announced to them weirdly, because the Heat knew before he did it that he was going to the Heat. But fans, I guess, in a bigger way, um, Cleveland Cavaliers fans. There was, you know, there's historical stuff of all of them at bars and outside of the arena and stuff watching this, you know, this, you know,
0: special this. Am I about to take a selfie in this jersey or am I about to rip it off and burn it?
1: That's yeah, and so then there's live reactions everywhere where he said, um, This is a very tough decision, uh, but you know, uh, I will be taking my talents to South Beach, was the infamous words. And jerseys lit up all across uh, Ohio, and uh, that's crazy. what so, year was this? Um, this was 2010.
0: Uh, so he came back to give them the two thousand and sixteen win. <laughs> yes,
1: did. That blew everyone's mind. Yes. After winning two in Miami. Were was Cleveland happy to have him back? Yes. <laughs> he, they were ready. Okay. Cleveland, after he came back, put up a giant mural uh, that um was you know, the infamous LeBron James spread wow um, Almost T-pose with his hands to the sides. And on the back of his jersey, it said 23 and above where his name should be. It just said Cleveland. What wow. was a Nike ad. Cool. So it was Cleveland on his back. And he did it. And he pulled it off. And when he left this last time, people were not that mad. He had gotten that. a ring, yeah. He, LeBron James, I don't know if you know this, he went to eight straight NBA finals. Okay. Eight in a row. This was the first year. Um, since 2011, I do that know that he was not in the NBA Finals.
0: I do know this because I read it on 5:38. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa, this article seems interesting." About two paragraphs, I was like, "Oh crap!" Don't
1: get it. Yeah. He, so he What's was so, so forward. You know, the Bulls, the Nets, the Cavs, obviously, and the Heat were all sitting there going for weeks. What do I do? And so the Bulls are sitting there, and they're thinking they have this really good shot because it had been rumored that he might want to go to Chicago to pair up with Derrick Rose at that time. Both of them had been MVPs. Like, Derrick Rose was, you know, still, you know, doing his thing. So they were, like, sitting there, and they are like, okay, this could be the greatest thing that's ever happened. And then one phone call you get said, hey, he's not coming. Suddenly, you're up till 5 a.m. trying to figure out what to do with all that money that you were going to give to him and trying to call a bunch of people that you thought you weren't going to even consider to go, hey, we struck out on number one. Would you like to be my prom to the date? Uh, Date to the prom? (laughs) You know, I was going to take Lisa, but, you know, Cheryl, you're uglier, but I'll take you. (laughs) That's literally what it feels like, I'm sure. Wow. Yeah, but you're
0: getting, like, millions of dollars oh, sure
1: and you're getting to play a game for a living but still like <laughs> it's it's a um it's a crazy thing when one player so the players hold all of the stuff the other one i want to talk about on this question is the greatest day of twitter history right it was um it was incredible I was working at a movie theater at the time, and I was on my phone the entire shift, and I kept getting in trouble for it, but I didn't care. (laughs) DeAndre Jordan is a center that played with the Los Angeles Clippers. He verbally committed, so there's something called a July moratorium. Right now, players can agree to go to a team verbally, but they don't actually have to sign anything, and they can back out at any time. But it's just like a good way, There's like I think it's five days. Um, it used to be ten before the DeAndre Jordan thing happened. Okay, DeAndre Jordan verbally committed to the Mavericks. The Mavericks posted about it. There was all these photoshops made. They're like, we got our guy. He was like this big, you know, player, and he was going to come in play with Dirk and just do great things. And then one day, there was a report that got sent out that the Los Angeles Clippers stars at the time, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin. And um, the coach, uh, Doc Rivers, went to DeAndre's house, locked the doors, and were, like, trying to convince him to stay Whoa! in the house. All of these conflicting reports started to come out that they had, like, drove in across – like, they drove to Houston. It was in Houston because that's where DeAndre Jordan, uh, Jordan's from. And they went to his house in Houston, and they were, like – like, there was, like, a thing that they put a chair up against the door, like, so he couldn't leave.
0: Like, kidnapped him?
1: Yes. And there was another report that Mark Cuban, owner of the Mavericks, was, like, driving around Houston trying to call all of DeAndre's relatives to figure out where his house was. Holy shit. And Twitter was just going nutty about it because it was so fucking funny. And eventually, DeAndre Jordan uh, reneged on his uh, promise and didn't go to the Mavericks and went back to the Clippers. And it was the best. Meanwhile, all these NBA sto- – all these stories were coming out. Now, do I really think Mark Cuban was driving around all of Houston streets calling all of his relatives? No. Mark <laughs> Cuban's, you know, a billionaire. I'm sure he's okay. Yeah. Um, but it was so funny, and all of these people were just tweeting like, – all these NBA players were tweeting out emojis of, like, cars because they were like, he drove this far, and, like, it was incredible. It what? was so
0: much fun. What year was this?
1: Oh, God. This must have been 2013, I believe.
0: So – July 2013. How how did uh how did he do? How did the Clippers do that season? They did fine. How did the Mavs do that
1: season? They did bad. Oh, <laughs> they needed they needed him. They needed another wow. piece. Funnily enough, he finally got back. He finally got to the Mavericks last year. He finally signed a contract with them. He sucked it up. They traded him to the Knicks. Ding dong bing mon. Wow. <laughs> That's sports baby. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just so funny. So players hold so much fucking weight in free agency. Okay. You really have to sell your stuff to them. Blake Griffin recently, one of the players I just talked about, yeah. was per, like it's, it's so funny and it's so predatory because they took him to clip. They, he was a free agent last year or 2 years ago. They took him to Staples Center. They sat him down. They said Uh, uh, the Clippers are not reputable. We haven't been. Then you came here, and now we're starting to gain it. We have never retired a jersey in Staples Center. But, and they pointed to the rafters, and they descended a Blake Griffin jersey down from the rafters while a choir sang on the court. And they were like, this could be you if you stick with us. He signed. They traded him three months later. What? To the Pistons. He's gonzo. He tweeted a shrug emoji. <laughs> what <when it> had happened? <laughs> There's no loyalty in this shit. There's so many crazy things people do. It's nutty.
0: Oh my god! There's no
1: loyalty. It's a business, baby. You out? Holy shit! He he was drafted by the Clippers. I feel I I, I don't know
0: about the players. Maybe you know more about that. But I feel like the the fans feel like they're deserve they they deserve loyalty. They feel yeah. like they've earned loyalty, yeah. and when they don't get it, I've seen people go bananas, they go bonkers. So, do the players feel like there's no loyalty, or are they yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's business. no?
1: That's that's the thing is that's why so many players nowadays go to super teams and do other stuff like that because there's like there's no loyalty on their end. Why why do I need to be loyal? I'm gonna do what's best for me. Wow. So they get drafted by a team. The team does everything for them, but they also have this thing on their stuff where they're like, man, you could. It takes one second for all that to go down the tube. James Harden is incredible, right? Yeah. If we got a call tomorrow that was like, hey, we'll give you Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, and Bookie Cousins for James Harden, we'd go, okay, bye, James. We would. We can act like we wouldn't, but there's enough talent for everyone to be traded at any time. So you have to get, you have to do what's right for you, man. I get it.
0: Yeah, I'm
1: on the side of the Shit. players. You got to get your money. You got to get, you know, gotta get get what you get. You need.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, I got one last question for you. Um. I heard that Kevin Durant's injury this season is going to majorly affect the free agent economy. Who is Kevin Durant, <laughs> and what do those words mean? <laughs> Uh, Honestly, now I, ha- I have a bit of knowledge yeah. of what the free agent economy is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But
0: I still want you to answer the question. Sure.
1: Kevin Durant is a player in the NBA. I believe he was drafted in 2007. I might be wrong.
0: I, believe it was- uh, I think he was because I looked him up because um, now he's with the Warriors, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so when I was doing my research, uh, he came across and uh, he's played for
1: UT. Yes, he was uh, one yep. year at UT. Hell yeah! He was. Look at me, episode two. <laughs> Look at you, baby. I loved him. I loved him dearly. Um, he was a. Um... Is that why you went to UT? <laughs> yes, it's because of Kevin Durant. No, but I was just such a huge Durant fan. Um, I have his shoes. Um, I am. I was just. You stole huge... his shoes. I stole them straight off the lot. Um, <laughs> I am just such a huge. I'm a huge Kevin Durant fan. Um, and then stuff happened. Um, Kevin Durant. Um so he comes in the league, he balls out, he's with the Oklahoma City Thunder, he's with Russell Westbrook, Serge Ibaka, and James Harden. They make it to the finals in 2012 versus uh the Heat. They lose to the Heat. Kevin Durant um comes back, he wins MVP, uh, and then it's his free agency. And um right after these lovely finals that you uh uh spoke so eloquently about, mm-hmm. He joins the Warriors. Yeah. We were a seventy-three and nine team, the number one most winningest team in a season of all time, and they get a top three player in the world, and everyone turned on him in an instant, um, including myself. Wow. Yeah, I I was like, "Fuck, KD." If you there's a Snapchat of me saved uh, when they won their first title with. Um, uh, Kevin Durant of me lip singing along to Little B's song. Fuck Kevin Durant. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Because he, because he chased rings, which is fine, and like there's a duality in it. There's a duality. But well, he In to- our last episode,
0: you did mention that like it's all about rings,
1: rings, baby. Where's your ring? Yeah. And so like, but where, but still, now people post a picture of James Harden, Serge Ibaka, Kevin Durant, and Russell Westbrook when they're on the Thunder. And, it, and like, Serge Ibaka just won with the Raptors. He's a Raptor now. And they went, wow, who would have thought Serge Ibaka would have been the uh, first uh, of these four guys to earn a ring? Okay. This is what the will post. His, ne- his perception in the media went down like crazy. Then there was the thing with the burner account where he <laughs> tweeted out, <laughs> oh, he couldn't have won with those guys from a burner account. They figured out it was him. Um <laughs> He <laughs> let the media get so into him, and everyone just attacked him all around for being soft. And old NBA people were like, we would have never joined our rivals. Because the other thing was, it wasn't like it was just some other team. The Warriors beat them that year in the playoffs, sent them home packing, and he joined them. If you can't, it was the ultimate, if you can't beat them, join them. And they, have three, they, have, they had three other superstars right or at least two with two other like really great supporting people he just went to go get rings he got two of them he was the finals mvp he's one of the best players of all time i'd put him in the top 10 for sure in terms of talent maybe not in terms of all around everything but talent he's incredible he can drive the lane he can shoot the three he can defend he's everything you want in a player and this year he was going in for a threepeat and in the rocket series he injures what they called his calf now, a lot of people thought that maybe he had hurt his ACL. And people were like, no, it's just a calf thing. Well, the uh, the Raptors go up on the uh, Warriors. Uh, they go up a few games. And it's looking like um, they're going to need Kevin to do something in order to do anything. Yeah. So Kevin Durant comes back. The doctors cleared him. But everybody was like, I feel like he's only back to like... A lot of people think he only came back in order to show his heart, right? To prove that it wasn't just about coasting for another ring to him. Mm-hmm. He wanted to win. He wanted to play. He goes out there, and he – I have a video pulled up right now of what happened. <laughs> it's not great. Oh, fuck. He, basically, he tore his ACL completely. Um, and All if right. you look right here on this video, I'm showing a very close-up image. You can see his, uh, the back oh! of his leg just snap. Oh! Oh, my God. Yeah, it's real bad. For the viewers at home, it's (laughs) gross. Yeah, it is. Imagine imagine a tight calf turn into jelly and just kind of move around. So in order to prove his heart and his loyalty to a team that everybody said, fuck you for joining, he will miss the entirety of the next year. He's gone for next year. And the bigger story here was – Kevin Durant was the biggest free agent this year because everybody was like, he's sick of being a warrior. He wants to go take a team. Everybody was like, he's going to New York. He's going to Brooklyn. He's going to go join a worse team and make them better in order to get his reputation back up because all time people are going to go Kevin Durant has two rings yeah but he won them with a team that was 73 and 9 the year before who gives a shit those aren't real rings it's not like LeBron with the Cavs fighting back or you know like like Kawhi with the Raptors this year leading a team that you know consistently got bounced by LeBron is it kind yeah. of
0: like saying um like dude I won a Tony for ensemble cast as tree number four in exactly. Hades Town, Exactly. Okay. Exactly. It's
1: like my – I was in that. It's like, yeah, kind of. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> but he was the MVP, though. He was the finals MVP both years. He played the best of any player on that team, but still people were like, if he wasn't there, they would have won anyways. So oh. he got a lot of hate. So now the narrative just flipped completely. People love Kevin Durant now. Because he's hurt? Because he's hurt. And because he went out there and he, and he battled for for a team. And then so wow. everybody feels really bad for him now. Um, everybody feels real shitty. And uh, Clay Thompson also uh, hurt his Achilles, tore it.
0: Clay Thompson, along with Steph Curry, form the Splash
1: Brothers. That is correct. Yeah. it. Yeah. I looked that up. <laughs> you did it, brother. Uh, Clay Thompson could miss most of next year, too. So, wow. what that does with every other team for the last few years has been, especially the Rockets, has been crafting a team that can beat the Warriors. Well, what do we do now? The Warriors just beat themselves. Two major injuries. Ooh, Steph Curry is going to be pretty alone next year. And now the other thing is, in the free market agent, everybody was like the Knicks, the Nets. Everybody was like, we're freeing up all this space. We're trading away players to free up space. We are cut, you know, not signing players back to free up space to get Kevin Durant. And now Kevin Durant will miss an entire year. And the ACL is one of the worst things you could possibly tear. Uh, you could possibly never be the same again. Whoa. There is a chance that Kevin Durant will never be Kevin Durant again. So now there's entire teams going, What do we still sign him? What do we what do we offer him a max, super max contract? What are we doing? He has a player option with the Warriors right now. Does he pick it up? What what do they do? If he doesn't, do they try to offer him a multi year deal? He could never be the same again. They don't know. There's and now everybody's going, wait a minute, do we need to beat the Warriors? What are we doing? Can we just sign what do we what huh now now there's no this no longer this at least for next year there's not this super villain team that with the greatest collection of talent maybe ever there's this wide open market where people are like oh shit then suddenly all these people are like well if we're not going to pay that money to Kevin Durant who do we pay it to does somebody like Tobias Harris get a max deal now oh what do we do with this money oh the Nets just did a bunch of trades to open up two max deals to hopefully sign Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant together do they still want to do that? What's going on? do they if either one of them wants to come there, what are they going to do with those two max deals? Give them to a bunch of B players with a button and give them a bunch of money?
0: What do they do? Did I pick a good year to get into the NBA? Yeah,
1: this shit's about to go Hell down, yeah, it kind of ruined it because I was i, I here's the thing. July thirtieth or whenever free agency starts every year, it's always been the best fucking i mean June 30th. It's always been the best fucking day of the year. It always happened late at night. And was when the window would open, yeah. and then at night. So the two guys you want to know really badly are Adrian Wojnarowski. Okay, he is an M- he. Have you ever heard a Woj bomb before? A, wo- a, a Woj, sorry, Wojnarowski. A Woj bomb is basically um, this one guy. Is uh, the,
0: is, I saw this on Facebook today.
1: Yes, he drops the news. Uh, he they call it Woj bombs. Um, <laughs> so like he breaks the news quick, and then this other guy, uh, Shams Charania. Uh, I think uh, I'm probably pronouncing the last one, but Shams. Sham's bombs came out because he started to get the stuff before Woj, And so now there's like a healthy competition between the two of them. Uh, uh, today, even with the draft, there was lots of trades that came out and uh, uh, Woj was killing them and then shams started to get the picks earlier than him so everybody's like oh shams is doing well <laughs> um, so it's fun in that way but no uh i it's always so fun to get gather around with you know like uh, now you can gather around i would just be in my bed late at night with, on my phone like oh shit you got signed <laughs> or they're just going nuts and stuff or you would wake up like i did one day i woke up and kevin durant had posted it in the player's tribune which is an all-player uh, editorial uh website where only players get to write uh, I've read some stuff on articles. there. you sent yeah. me articles before. Yeah. Um, and uh, he wrote uh, My Next Journey, and it was him, like, with a Picture of him, uh, and it was like at the very end, it was like I'm going to the Warriors, and you were like, "What the fuck?" (laughs) Um, But um, (laughs) the rich get richer, and you were like, "So like, yeah." um, It just opens everything up now. There are a bunch of notable free agents about to go about to go forward. Okay, okay. I'll hit you with the top ones, and we'll kind of go through. Okay, the top ones right now: Kawhi Leonard is a free agent. Mm, He got traded to Toronto. It was always assumed he was going to be there only one year. What did they they call him though? (laughs) Boardman. Boardman gets paid yeah. <laughs> there was just a, there' was a story that came out in college. He would just say very simple things like no, 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 that's my board. give me my board I'm boardman <laughs> boardman gets paid i, 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 I there was re- another story that was like obviously satirical where he um, he went to a restaurant with his Coach, Coach Bob Vinci was like, what do you want to order? He goes, I'm fine. He pulls out a big bushel of apples. <laughs> and he started to eat every single one of them, and the entire time went, apple to half? <laughs> <laughs> this, this guy is hilarious. He's great. But anyways, he's an A-plus player, top three in the league, and he was only supposed to be in Toronto for a year, maybe, because he always wanted to go to L.A., but now they just won the uh, championship. So what does he do? Maybe he could stay, win another. Who wow. knows? So he's there. Kevin Durant, obviously a plus player, but who what could he be now? What's going to happen to him? Should he stay with the Warriors and rehab there, where he already knows all the doctors and everything, and could probably have that security? He could opt into that contract, or he could. Will, will other people give him money? Who knows? Uh, another a plus player, Kyrie Irving, which you know about, yeah. uh, an a player um, who has. His stock has definitely dipped. He's with the Celtics right now, right? Yes. Okay. His d- stock has definitely dipped because of his leadership abilities and just kind of his demeanor. He's ghosting the Celtics right now. Oof. Notably, he's not returning any of their calls. Ooh. Because he's like, so I'm out of here. Out. And apparently, he was trying to recruit Kevin Durant to the Nets before this all happened.
0: Okay. And what team? The Net Nets. What Brooklyn, city? Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Brooklyn Nets. Yes. Okay.
1: Um, other notable guys: Clay Thompson is a free agent. Now, the fun thing about Clay Clay Thompson is he stood to make a lot more money. If he made an all NBA team this year, he could have gotten the supermax contract, but he didn't, he lost out to another free agent, Kemba Walker. Uh, and now he can makes 30, he will make 30 million less dollars, uh, going forward because of that one decision.
0: All right. I just want to take a second to (laughs) remind everyone I'm a democratic socialist. Yes. I, uh, I think it's insane that anyone gets paid that much money but Cody, you just witnessed my face uh, yes. going. The poor man. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> Instead of two hundred million thirty, it's could have had two hundred million sixty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I uh, I mean, we had a discussion last night after we recorded about steroids, yes. and we'll eventually get to that yeah. and what PDEs are all about. PDs. But you you put something, you put an argument out there it's like uh, uh, that. They don't really have, like, a backup plan. This is their, this is their thing. So money
1: like that could Tons be of them go bankrupt. So yeah. Tons of all-star NBA players go bankrupt because of mismanagement of money. just don't want to do it. It's a lot better now with the Players uh, Association, the NBPA. The, uh, Chris Paul is the head of it, I think, still. And, and they do, like, financial literacy classes? They just, they just talk to each other, and they have meetings about how to get their shit together. Okay. And it's a lot better. But, like, traditionally, it's been really bad. Uh, in terms of that. And unless you get a job in sports adjacent, you really got to figure out what you're going to do. Because like, if you're Shaq, as soon as you're done, sign a contract with TNT and commentate on the game. And you're great. And also you have a million endorsements still because you're Shaq. And you'll get a million more every day because you're Shaq. And you can learn more about the financial struggles that professional athletes go through
0: after they leave the sport on the hit HBO series Ballers. Ballers!
1: (laughs) Um, So the only other ones I could really point out to you, I'll go quickly. Uh, Kemba Walker, B plus player with the Charlotte Hornets. He was the one who beat Clay Thompson out, so now he can get a super max deal if he stays in Charlotte. But Charlotte sucks, um, and um, so Charlotte Hornets. Yes, we are oh, where Mugsy Bogues used to play. That's true. <laughs> yeah. uh, and and uh, Michael Jordan is their owner, so there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, he could, um, so he could stay there and make a lot of money, or he could leave. People think he might go to the Lakers to team up with LeBron and Anthony uh, Davis. People say that Kyrie might go back to the Lakers to get back with LeBron, but also what does that say about him when he was like, I want to be Batman? And he left, and he's like, never mind, and he comes back. Um, what would that say about him? Uh, so people were, you know. Yeah, hey, I mean, even... Uh, Leg- I, I don't think you understand how big legacy is, too. Ah, legacy's no, huge Legacy's huge. Okay. Le- rings help with legacy, definitely, but how you get them is way more important. Hmm. You know what I mean? Gotcha. That's a huge part is how do you do it? Okay. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, there's like Tobias Harris, Jimmy Butler, who the Rockets are targeting. Both of them are like B to B-plus uh, players. And then there's just a, a few guys. I'm, I'm sure I'm missing some, but those are like kind of the big, big names Okay. Uh, around the league of people that could be open season. And i uh, really excited to see what happens on uh, June 30th.
0: Cool, me too. Now, yeah, I really am. Yeah. Um, th- were there any other questions that you, we wanted to talk about, I, or do we want no? to? I think
1: we're good. I could, I could hop on up if you want. No, no. What, uh, what?
0: What do you mean, hop on up?
1: Oh, on my soapbox. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> what I was gonna say. All right, Cody, go ahead. Hop on up on that soapbox. Oh, let me get up. This is Cody Soapbox Stories. Um. <laughs> Free agency is, there. I only feel, when I think of free agency, usually all I can really muster is embarrassment um, for two players in general. Um, The first one I want to talk about is Chris Bosh. Now, Chris Bosh was part of the Miami Heat, uh, Heatles era. He was one of the big three of him, Dwayne Wade, and LeBron. And there was two significant summers where I was convinced that Chris Bosh was going to join the Rockets and change our lives forever one of them was pre-james Harden, and the other was post i believe um and there was just this thing in the air of uh chris and this is very similar to my stewart scott story in a weird way because i feel like an idiot by the end of it uh beforehand i was so mad um he uh in both times he was like talking with his agent and it was like people were like it's 99 percent sure Chris Bosh, tomorrow, 3 p.m., Chris Bosh will announce he's a rocket. I was so ready because I loved Chris Bosh. I loved him since his Toronto Raptors days. I really am – I was really, really connected And both times. (laughs) He stayed with the Heat, and I was so mad. (laughs) <laughs> Both times. I, I think the first time actually that might have happened was he was kind of maybe considering us when he was going to join the Heat, might have been. But, anyways, Chris Bosch, when I think of Chris Bosch, I think of free agency, I think of him saying no. Chris Bosch had to retire from the league because of blood clots. And he literally was forced out because he wanted to play so bad. They go, You're going to die wow. on that court and he needed to get out of here. And he's a good guy who didn't want to quit the game he left. So, big ups to Chris Bosch. Sorry I never became a Rocket, but I love and respect you, buddy. CB4 for life. Love you, Chris. The other one is more funny. Uh, (laughs) A few years back, Carmelo Anthony was thinking about leaving the New York Knicks, and we were hungry for him as Rockets Nation, Red Nation. We were so hungry for him that we did this dumbest thing we've maybe ever done. We made a mural in the uh it wasn't even a mural as much as a photoshop of uh carmelo anthony in a hallway oh, in toyona man. center uh we're gonna
0: create an instagram for this show we have to we'll, we'll put we'll put uh the acl tear of uh kevin durant and then we'll put this uh Carmelo
1: Anthony mural up. Basically, we photoshopped him in a Rockets uniform, Ugh. holding a championship trophy, and it said the key to a championship formula. Oof! And we okay. walked him down that hallway and said, "Look, <laughs> look at it. <laughs> this could be you." <laughs> and the worst... no choir, yeah, <laughs> no jersey coming yeah. down. The worst part about it is Car- uh, Carmelo Anthony is number seven. And so we put him in a number seven Rockets jersey. At that time, Jeremy Lin wore number seven for the Houston Rockets, and he felt a type of way about it. Ooh, which was really shitty of us. Yeah, to be like, hey, I know you're on our team for you know a while, and you know you played. Jeremy Lin sucked for us in a lot of games, and he, he always pissed me off. He took terrible shots because he thought it was still insanity time, but. He put his work in and was a good guy and a good ambassador for our team. And he brought us tons of fans from China because there was a huge Chinese backing for him. And we fucking shitted on him to get uh, the hotter, newer model who didn't choose us.
0: Oh, man.
1: It's so shitty. <laughs> Did that affect?
0: I, I, I Lin plays for the Raptors now, right? Yeah, he just won a championship. Good on him, man. Good Did, on him. Is that- did that mural have anything to do with him going up to Toronto? No,
1: he bounced around a bunch of teams afterwards. We let him go. Oh, okay. Because he just wasn't worth it anymore. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Patrick Beverly kind of stepped into that role. And gotcha. then after that, Chris Paul. Um, but, yeah, man, it was James, Jeremy, and Dwight. Those are our guys for a while. And Chandler Parsons. Those were kind of like our people. And during this, we were like, Chandler Parsons had just left, I believe. And we were like, Carmelo. Wow. Yeah. So, there are good stories and bad <laughs> stories, but these are my stories. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Man, that's yeah. that's insane. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times like uh, this this resonates with me in a weird way of just like how many people I've tried to date who are like. Well, like, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I can't have the guy I want.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, that's shitty. Wow. That's super shitty.
0: Man, me and Jeremy Lin, kindred spirits.
1: Yeah. Now, Connor, uh, I've given you a lot of information. Yeah. How much do you think
0: you've learned? I've learned a lot. Yeah. I've, I've learned so much where, to the point where like I think half at, near the end of this podcast, I was able to like answer some of my own questions. Anyway. Yeah. yeah.
1: Now, Connor, I would like to do an exercise with you as we t- typically do to test out your knowledge. Okay. What I want you to do is you're going to be a player. And uh, I'm going to be the team, and you are going to negotiate with me your contract. Okay, I'm a player.
0: Yes, and you're a team.
1: Yeah, what team are you? Uh, what team do you want me to be? You, you, you got. You got to pick. Gotcha. You're, got you're catering to me, man. Gotcha. Gotcha. First off, I'm going to be your agent, and then I'm going to switch to be the uh, uh, general manager of the team.
0: Okay. Connor, okay? good to see you, bud. Thanks, Coats.
1: Now, Connor, you are one of the best shooting guards in the league.
0: I know. I'm spinning a basketball in my hand right now.
1: You are, and you know who needs a good shooting guard? And uh to pair with John Morant, who they just got? Who? The Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> you could be a grizzly, buddy. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, Connor, how many points did you average last year? <laughs> Too many to count. Oh, dang. Give me a number. Nine hundred and three. Wow. <laughs> That's, that's never been done. I know. I'm one of the million, baby. <laughs> uh, so you're looking for a big contract, huh? Yep. Wow, that's crazy. So I'm looking
0: for a huge contract because I was named the uh, All-Star Team. No, I was named the Defensive Player Award. Yes. And I also uh, have received an MVP award. Wow.
1: So, yo, yeah. Shouts out to Derrick Rose. I'm getting 30% <laughs> of that cap. You sure are, buddy. You've only been in the league how many years now? Two. Two! Wow, buddy. We're going to get you some of that money, okay? Thanks. Um, First off, though, uh, you need to go in there and you need to kind of negotiate with them. Okay. okay? So I'm going to send you in there by yourself. We never do this. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I hired you. I'm sorry, (laughs) sorry, buddy.
0: Um, No, no, I I, I think we hired you because of your shoot-from-the-hip style. I'm
1: sorry, buddy. So we're going to send you in there, and you are going to be off to the races. Got it? Okay. Cool. Hello, hello. Arr, arr, the sound of a grizzly hello <laughs> my ch- name is chip tenenbaum <laughs> i'm the owner of the memphis grizzlies maybe hey chip <laughs> how's it going good now connor uh, can i call you connor should i say mr clifton you can call me mvp connor. slash defensive player of the year uh, all
0: nba first team oh uh, so you know my wikipedia from, page. from vanderbilt
1: <laughs> that's right <laughs> love those <with> fans <laughs> So that's the logo. That's the mascot. It's a man. <laughs> now listen, Connor. We want you on the team. We need a nice, good spot-up three shooter. That's you. We also need a three-and-D guy. Mm-hmm. We know that you, you know, averaged, you know, the third most steals in the league. Your defensive rating is through the roof. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we are prepared to offer you a um, pretty good deal. We think. Okay. What do you got? We're going to give you um, eighty million dollars for four years. Okay. Mm-hmm um and uh, we're going to attach a, a team option uh, a two year team option uh to the back end of that so we'll, we'll actually do this we'll do 3 years 20 million a year okay okay and uh you'll get a uh let's say a 3% raise every year from your base salary okay and we will attach a two year team option to that okay what do you say to that
0: um can I text my agent real quick? Totally. Alright, sidebar so <laughs> scene. Yeah. Cody. Yeah. Okay. I'm fucking
1: you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you did
1: you did not pass the test.
0: Okay. Hang on a second.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, Chip? Yes. Can I call you Chip? Yes. All right. Well, uh, I'm gonna have to say the opposite of ahoy to you, <laughs> Chip, because I think you're fucking me on this deal. And the only way I would even consider taking this is if you changed the mascot from a grizzly <laughs> to-
1: Can we stop this? Connor, that is not the most pressing issue. I just gave you a two-year team option.
0: I'm wild, man.
1: (laughs) Well, what did we say about a team option?
0: That the team can decide whether or not if I can uh, spend my last year there or not. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Do you – the MVP slash Defensive Player of the Year would sign a team option? I don't – Put his his fate in other people's hands? Cody,
0: you're my agent. You know – I come into these things. I just want to see if they would change the mascot. And if they say yes, then I can lord that over them forever, and I'm going to turn them down. All right, let's try this. Again. I've got five days to change my mind
1: after <laughs> verbally committing. All right, let's jump back in. Let's jump back All in. right. Chip here. <laughs> hey, Chip. So you're trying to change it from the Memphis Grizzlies to the Memphis Vans? <laughs> yep. You know what? If you'll sign... Uh, with us in five days I'll do it oh okay fuck you <laughs> <laughs> what, what kind of a deal would you
0: like instead I would like a player option deal yeah yeah and I would like for you guys to give me 30% of the cap what is your cap by the way
1: well we had a 90 million cap so that would have been 27 million dollars I shortchanged you 28 million dollars wow <laughs> You're disgusting, Chip.
0: (laughs) I'll never, ever, ever play for Memphis, period. Tweeting that out right now.
1: Put a shrug emoji, and you did it, Connor! You got him! (laughs) I'm very proud of you, Connor. (laughs) You did a great job, and you really showed it to those Memphis Grizzlies. Thanks. That's why I picked you as my agent, (laughs) because you're always showering me with words of encouragement. (laughs) That's right. Connor, you did it. You learned a lot today. Fuck yeah. Now, do you think you could talk about uh, the free agency at Little Woodrow's better?
0: (laughs) Better? Yes. Great? No. (laughs) Connor, we've reached. <laughs> if I can just keep looking at my notes yeah. <laughs> and this guy who might beat me
1: up, Connor, you did it. I'm very proud of you. You negotiated your way out of it, and you <laughs> learned a little bit about both uh, the free agency and what happens when you get good free agency and to become the champions.
0: Hell yeah! Yeah. Well, um, that's going to be our show until next time. But first
1: you got to give me a little homework. I do. Connor, uh, I'm going to have you look up a uh, something that was a little bit uh, more controversial than your last thing, but maybe a little bit less to dive into, Okay. Well, depending on how you say it. I'd like you to look up the 2004 NFL Draft, and more specifically, uh, I want you to make sure that you look up what happened with Eli Manning. Ooh. Eli Manning. One the of 2000- my least
0: favorite SNL hosts. <laughs>
1: there you go. He was terrible. Uh, <laughs> but basically uh, – it's what happens when a uh, NFL player uh, is about to be drafted by a team but makes it known I ain't going to that city. So have fun looking that up.
0: Okay. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, hey, for all you listeners at home, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Is That a Foul? Yeah. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Yeah,
1: knuckle knuckleballs. <laughs>